Good morning. You're listening to Morning Musings on Divine Mercy Radio with Matthew Hogan. And now, here's Matthew. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Morning Musings. This is Matthew Hogan, and today I'm continuing our prayer and action segments. So to get started, I'll just let him introduce himself. My name is Douglas Cook. I grew up in Clyde, Kansas, parishioner at St. John the Baptist there in Clyde. Graduated from Clifton Clyde High School, and now I attend Kansas State, where I study precision ag agronomy with a minor in animal science. I went one year to prayer in action as a high schooler, and this is my first year on staff as a college student. What what got you started thinking that you would be on staff? Because like, especially knowing your major, that's not exactly related. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not. Yeah. So last summer for my freshman year of college, I went back to the farm and just worked on the family farm. And I had a lot of friends from college that went out and did summer ministry, summer service organization, stuff like that. And I definitely felt like last summer going home was the right place for me. But even clear back last summer, I knew that I was like, okay, but next summer, like I want to go do something like my friends were doing. I want to go do something some sort of service for the church, something like that. And so go on mission somewhere. And so I I didn't really know what that was going to look like. I kind of had been thinking about it as I began school again in August. And I kind of decided that what better place to serve than my home diocese. And so basically I was going to, I knew I wanted to apply for summer ministry here in the diocese, whether that be totus tuus or prayer in action. I mean, I couldn't really make my decision, but the good news is the decision was made for me. The application, you just, just one application and they assign you to a project. So that made it easier. I thought originally I wanted to do Totus Tuus, and then I kind of had some some people around me who had done these programs before, and they said, "No, I think I think you'd be better at prayer in action." And I was kind of like, "But I, you know, I only did it once in high school. I don't really know if I, I don't know if I got enough expertise in that area to lead it." But they assured me that it would work out, and so sent my application in, told them I'd be willing to do either program, and they offered me a spot here on prayer in action. And then you got to go back home anyway. Back to yeah. <laughs> yes, ironically enough, it worked out. When they offered me the job, I asked if they had sites and Father Gail was like, uh, still kind of looking for a second one. And so I told him, well, you know, hey, Clyde was supposed to have it the year it got shut down for COVID. They might be willing to host again. And so he said, okay, you got somebody I can call. And so I sent him the contact information and it just kind of happened from there. So yeah, kind of weird to live in the town you grew up in, but at the church and not at your house gives you kind of a new perspective to the town, but yeah, it was good. It's like being on mission to your local community. Yeah, it was like the people I was ex- like the people in the community I was interacting with. There were people I'd known for like my whole life, but just like because we were interacting around a mission project, it, it felt different. It felt different in a good way. Like I was presenting a new person of myself to them. Like I wasn't the same kid from high school anymore. Like I was, I was here as a missionary. Yeah, because most people, when they think of mission, they think like far away. You travel to another country and you do a bunch of work somewhere else. But right. you, can, you can do it in your hometown too. Right, right. And it was, and I would say it was like a really great experience to be in my hometown just to like the people we were helping, we were helping were, it was people I knew. Yeah. It was, it was houses I'd driven by my entire life that I had seen with like, just look better than they'd ever looked before. So. With that being said, like, what do you think are, what do you think is a particular highlight moment for the summer so far? I would say one of the projects we did when we were in Clyde, we worked in Clifton and Clyde. Their two communities are very close. We go to school together mm-hmm. um, and we were doing a project in Clifton and we were working at this elderly guy's house. He lived alone and I talked to him on the phone to line up the project, but we hadn't really talked to him in person. He just, 
he had told us like, oh, if I don't answer the door, I'm, I'm kind of hard of hearing. So you may, you know, if you knock, I may not answer. So just give me a call if you need me. And so when the kids knocked, when they showed up to start working the first day, he didn't answer. And we just thought nothing of it, you know, just like, oh, he just didn't hear it. And so we hadn't really got a chance to talk to him, but he had told me on the phone that he was going to have some, some spots on his liver checked on. He thought maybe he had cancer. One of the days we're working, he comes out and I was just like, oh, hey, how are you feeling? He goes, well, I got my results back. He said, well, I'm not doing too good. I got the results back and, and the cancer is aggressive. And so it's not a very good outlook for me. And that was obviously hard for him to tell us. And so he just kind of went back inside and I had felt bad for asking, you know, you don't even think about those questions when you ask him. So I was worried that we may, you know, we may not hear from him again while we were working there. But I, I think maybe it was even the very next morning, he, he came out and he talked to the kids and he was having a good time and he, he sat around and he told him stories and just the kids were just having a great time talking to him. And then one of the high schoolers, a little background, the homeowner had like a, a 1929 Model A in his backyard. Wow. And the kids had been looking at it because they were, you know, and there was one of the kids that really liked cars had told one of the other kids on the crew, he's like, man, I'd love to drive that. And he didn't know this, but the homeowner was listening through the window. And so he comes out maybe 20 minutes later and he goes, which one of you said they wanted to drive my car? And, and the kid was kind of scared. He shakily puts his hand up and, <laughs> and he's like, all right, let's go. Let's take it for a spin. And so he, he caught, they got in the two of them and they went for a ride and it was just, it was, it was really cool. They had a lot of fun and you could tell it, it meant a lot to the homeowner too. And the longer we were there, he just, he would talk about, he, he had restored like 20 cars in his lifetime, like wow. old vintage cars. It was definitely like a big part of his life. And so he was really like proud of those things. And so he, it really put a smile on his face to see the kids like take interest in it. And so then the next week we came back with a fresh crew and he was out and he, he came out first thing in the morning to talk to him. And he spent all day just sitting and talking to him on Monday and he sat and he ate lunch with him, except he didn't eat. So he like skipped the whole meal because he was just so interested in the conversation. And he was just telling him all sorts of stories about everything he'd done in his life. And he was like, you know, if you guys will give me a ride over to my shop downtown, like I've got a, a convertible Mustang over there and we can go get it and you guys can check that out. And so he went and got it and the kids just, they just loved it. And I don't know that we got much work done that day, but I would definitely <laughs> say, <laughs> I know we didn't get much work done that day, but I would definitely say like, that'd been like one of the highlight days of the whole summer. Just like seeing him like, because like, and obviously the, the high schoolers didn't see this because it happened over the course of multiple weeks while we were there. This was a long project. We were working on two houses right next door to each other there. And just to see like his transformation to like get such hard news and like be obviously like reasonably upset about that. And then just like kind of open up and like take us being there. Like he, he had told us that it was just such a blessing to have us there and just like spend all day chatting with the kids. And you could tell how much it meant to him just to have people to talk and to take interest what he had to say. With that being said, like all of the team has different roles. What are you working at this summer? So I am the garage manager. So basically I'm in charge of work sites and tools. And so most of my day is spent kind of driving between work sites, checking in on them, supervising the projects, kind of make sure everything's, all their work looks good and kind of answer questions about what needs done. And then I'm the, the main contact between the workers and the homeowners. Um, so I call homeowners each week to line up the projects, see what work they want done. And then I assign crews to them. So I definitely, I don't get as much of the like interaction on the work side with the kids because I don't get to spend a lot of time around here just painting the side of the house and talking to kids. But one blessing I would say in my job is I get to interact more with the community. And so I, the, all the people who are so generous about donating us tools and trailers and even trucks, um, I interact with all them. And so it's a really big blessing of my job just to see people who are obviously 
a lot further into their lives than these high schoolers and just to see how the program changes their lives like you know somebody may bring me a couple shovels but then they just they talk to me about like man i went to morning mass and like just to see 50 people in our church at 7 15 in the morning and so such young people like this just gives me hope and so i get to hear a lot of that and that's a big blessing in my job yeah so what are some things that you might like to highlight that i haven't asked about this is a little more adding on to your first question one of the reasons that i really was willing to apply for summer ministry in general but specifically parent action was that when i was getting ready to leave for college I just graduated high school. I was going in that summer. I wouldn't say that my my faith was in a great place. It wasn't completely, definitely wasn't stable. And that's kind of dangerous heading into college. You know, it's a, it's a big time where young people lose their faith. And so it was really important that someone talked me into going to prayer in action the summer before I went to college, because it just kind of changed the whole way I looked at my faith and my identity as a Catholic. And so like having that experience that summer before I went to college, like set me on the right track. So just like having that experience of prayer in action, like that summer before I went off to college was like, really important for me to like get me right back on the right track as far as being Catholic and just kind of like reigniting that fire within me and then also teaching me like as I go out like obviously I was going to go a place where people didn't know me and so like my identity could be that I like that I was Catholic. We will now return to the Sunrise Morning Show. <laughs> 